found yourself on the 12th fret. I'm Woody. Hey, I am George, and man, do we have a show for you today. Put your big boy pants on, <laughs> or your girl yoga pants, or whatever, because uh, I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany, and I'll explain that epiphany here in a little bit. But Woody and I, uh, we had some brunch together. We did. And uh, as a family, we had our our uh, beautiful wives, and then my daughter came, and we had a great time. Yeah, it was a good time. IHOP. I gotta yeah. love IHOP. You know, it's a solid, solid brunch choice. It's, it's solid choice. There's a there, a lot of people at Walmart go to IHOP, though. Um, I did notice that. You know what? That. To me, it would be more the Target crowd. Like, Denny's would be more the Walmart crowd, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Uh, I love Denny's, too, so what can I say? Well, I hate Denny's. The last time oh. I went, the last couple times I've gone to Denny's, I have gotten abysmal service. Oh, really? So bad. There's, yeah, there's like one crackhead that's running around trying to serve everybody. And, you know, she's, she's apologizing. Sorry, the cook quit and every manager left. And there's like <laughs> one fucking person in there. That's so, that's so the way and, Denny's is. It's like, I just had four line cooks quit and three waitresses. And sorry. Yeah, yeah. They just must. They must add water to to pods in the back, and whoop, more people grow into into going to work in there. Because I have no idea how they stay in business uh, with. I don't know. Maybe they treat their employees great, but I mm, I don't know. I doubt. I've never worked there. I I, I don't know. I've just uh, spent a lot of uh, a lot of after bar nights there. A lot of them. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's just jump into this, the elephant in the room, okay? Okay. And the elephant in the room is a beautiful green Paul Reed Smith 24 SE Custom, right? Or SE Custom 24, is that what it is? 2408. The 08 is for the uh, the micro switches for splitting the, the humbuckers. Okay. All right. We're going to touch on that. But not, I'll give you, like, okay, my overall impression of the guitar and... I will then go into some nuances, okay? Yeah, so what happened was uh, after after brunch, we stopped back over to George's house, and I let him uh, I let him just go to town on that and say, keep all your opinions to yourself. We'll talk about it on the show. So now, uh, now it's right. time for the opinions. And I, I told him to be brutally honest. I I love it. I don't think it's going to change the way I feel about it. But No, no, I don't think so either. Um, so my overall, okay, appearance-wise... Out of ten, I'm giving it a ten. It is even with the birds, gorgeous. I don't want to. I don't want to fix on the birds. <laughs> the guitar as a whole, okay, is absolutely stunning. Yeah, I. I'm very it happy is that. way prettier than I thought it was going to be. Pictures of it don't do it justice. Very true. That's very true. And what color do they call that? Oh, uh, verde. No, Ezra Verde or something like that. I think it's the, the name. Well, whatever they call it, it is. It is absolutely beautiful. It's stunning to look at. It's almost like a lime okay. green. Yeah, it is completely badass. Uh, I love the back of it. I love the little cutaway on the on the uh, bottom, uh, the horn. Yeah. I wish maybe Fender did that. Um, that's something that a I liked better than on my Strats. Was when I and I didn't. I don't play a ton up on that range, 
But holy shit, when I did, it was, oh. And uh, hmm. so I played it for, I don't know, maybe what, 40 minutes straight? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, probably. All right. Um, and a half hour of that, I didn't pull another guitar to, co- to compare it to. All right. right? I, I got it. I, I ran, okay, the basic setup was... I had my Earthquaker Devices Plumes, which is a tube screamer with three different settings. Um, it's a brilliant pedal. I love it. Uh, going right into my Boss Katana 50. Um, it's a Mark One, but it has been upgraded to the um, to the second generation software. So, um, so for what that's worth, I ran it mostly on the clean channel of the amp uh, with the gain probably at about. I think th- between two and three o'clock, and uh, I ran it at the 0.5 watt setting for a while. Then I opened it up a little bit, um, so it was a very simple setup. Uh, and when I was playing, the humbucker sound on that guitar is brilliant. So I almost wish they didn't put the switches. Oh, really? To switch it. For as much as I love the humbucker sound of it, I disliked the single coil okay. on that guitar. Um, that being said, because of me being a predominantly a Strat player and stuff, I'd, I've never found a guitar that had coil splitting that I liked playing, like like the sound of. Like It would almost be almost as easy just to bring two guitars to the gig instead of one guitar that does it all. Now I will say that the taper on, on the pots on the Paul Reed Smith yeah. are some of the best that I've ever played because when, when I turned that down, turned the volume down, I, I actually forgot that I had turned it down um, because it didn't muddy up at all. It was still clear and brilliant. Um, it does have a nice, uh, it's not as, I want to say, ballsy as a Les Paul, you know, with the the humbuckers. Right. I think I think they've uh, I think they figured out a way to kind of make it to where it's just like the right amount of humbucker with with a little bit of snap to it. You know what I mean? Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, what I'm absolutely. Saying? Yeah. Um, the neck, the neck. They did an, an absolutely brilliant job on the neck. Um, there's no high spots on the frets. There's nothing. I could have ran pantyhose like Phil McKnight uh, on Know Your Gear. He he'll run. He he'll do like a pantyhose test on the ends of the frets yeah. up and down the neck. And if it doesn't snag, it's a really good. I really think that would have passed a hundred percent. You asked me at one point if I if I liked or if the neck felt like a Strat neck. Right. Yes. Until I grabbed my Strat. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say that I I preferred the sound of the guitar. If I was going to buy a guitar with humbuckers, like just two humbuckers in it, um, I would probably go with, and I had, what, uh, 700 bucks, say? Yeah. If I could find one on the used market, okay? I had, say I had 500 bucks and I could find one for 500 or go with an Epiphone Les Paul, I think I would go with the Paul Reed Smith. Yeah. Um, just and it's just that's just my flavor on it. You know my taste. Um, I know the Les Paul players are going to actually like burn my house down. But, 
Uh, I just, I, I like the tuning stability of it. I was um, doing bends uh, up to, you know, full note bends. It maintained tuning great. So the neck on it's great. The nut was cut great. Um, I would have, the only thing I would have done if it was my guitar is I would have lowered the action a little bit. That's just me though. And I would have put, um, I would have put 11s on, uh, and, uh, but man, if it wasn't for those fucking birds, I might actually, I don't know why you don't like those. I mean, I, 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 I could tell you why. Okay. Cause they're birds. I don't like birds. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, but I, I could honestly overlook that now. What if it was. Uh, a choice between that guitar and the Paul Reed Smith um, that like Mark Tremonti plays that kind of looks like a Les Paul. I would probably get that or the Silver Sky. Um, I guess they're coming out with an SE model of the uh, Paul Reed Smith Silver Sky, which yeah. is the one John Mayer plays. Right. I would probably go to that, but man, dude, it was okay. Playing experience on it. I'd give it an eight um, setup wise and stuff. If I'd have just, if, if lower the, the strings a little bit, put some heavier strings on it and whatnot, I would have given it a nine. Uh, it, it played like a dream. All right. I did not care for the coil splitting. I thought there was too much of a volume drop. Oh, so you did think there was a volume drop on it. Okay. A little bit. Um, well, okay. No, maybe not. Maybe not volume drop. Um, I think there was a small volume drop, but there was the clarity and the the depth that the humbucker gives yeah. to that guitar. It just, for me, it wasn't there with, with the split. So, I mean, if the guitar had it, I probably, I have a couple guitars with coil splits and I just, I don't split them. I'd rather play just a dedicated single coil, you know? Right. Now, as far as the sound... I got to give it a 10. That thing was, it was by far one of the nicest guitars that I've held in my hands and played. You can tell that what they're going for when they, when they did that guitar. I found myself, I tried to keep my face like straight, like not show any uh, emotion or anything when I was playing, but I found myself closing my eyes. I didn't know what you thought when we were done. I had no idea what you, which way you were leaning. All right, good. Because I, I, I found myself closing my eyes a couple times when I was just playing some chords up and down the neck and, you know, just playing a couple lean lines and stuff. And I was like, God damn, this thing plays like a dream. So if I could get that guitar with no birds, <laughs> I'd be all right with it. The one thing it's hard for me to get past is the neck, the headstock on it. Okay. Really? Um, I like... I love strats so much because oh. I like the six inline tuners. Yeah. Um, but that's honestly, there was no tuning stability. Like, um, like if I bend the G string on a, on the Les Pauls that I've had and stuff, it just goes out. Okay. Right. This one didn't, it was brilliant. I, I, God damn it, Woody. I didn't want to like it as much as I did. <laughs> um, because I wanted to have a little bit of controversy. Yeah. Um, but I can't lie to you. That is a fantastic guitar. But you wouldn't uh you it, wouldn't trade that uh Fender strat in for it. No. No. Here's where the here's where I realized yeah, I like I like a strat more, okay? Overall, as far as like the guitar style, 
okay? Um, when I did, at the end, grab my Strat, mm-hmm. I grabbed my, seven, my 70s reissue. It has one of, the, one of my favorite necks on it. I'm a sucker for the big headstocks on them. It's all aesthetics. I like the I like the three bolt design um, on the back on the on the uh, on the neck plate uh, instead of the four, and I like the bullet truss rod. It's just it's all aesthetics to me. And when I grabbed that guitar, I played it, and I wasn't afraid to play it and feel like if I really dug into it or and stuff, I would break it. Okay, but that was one of the things. Do you think? Part of that is because it was it was my guitar and not your guitar. Like if it was your guitar, you wouldn't feel so nervous about scratching it or or getting on um, it. For me, when I um I, I've done this with a couple of the the Gibbs, uh, I'm sorry, the Epiphones that I've had. Uh, I haven't had a Gibson Les Paul. I actually have an Epiphone Les Paul Junior downstairs, and I love it. Um, but I always found like I always. You know how you see a strat and it's it's all beat up and it yeah. you know and somebody's just playing it whether they relicked it or it was from years and years of dedicated playing and stuff uh in bar gigs and bumps and bangs and stuff anything that wasn't a fender for me and I don't know why I think it's like some crazy it's the same reason that people that love 1911 uh, pistols, you know, they're like two world wars. I'm like <laughs> Fender Strat, you know, yeah. and so I get it. Um, I just, I really, really love the feel and the durability feel that I get when I'm playing a Strat, and I know that's stupid, okay, or maybe it's not. I don't know. You're I just not don't the only feel one. Like it's gonna break. Like I, I was watching um, I was watching a video. It was these guys, uh, Casino Guitars. It's like some music shop. Yeah, I love that channel. Yeah, so good. And they were talking about relics, and um, I was like, when I started the video, I'm like, man, I don't get it. Like, why would you? It's almost like to me. I, before I watched the video, I was thinking like it's almost like a posery kind of. Yeah, you know, I totally gigged with this, but you really didn't. It's just you just bought it already, all all relicked up and stuff. If like and it. Like I have no problem with with guitars like looking like that if you've earned it, you know. Like if the you know if you've been on stage and you've you know just knocked it into things and you know you've wore paint off and stuff like that. But then the way they were explaining it was more like what you're saying is is like I I pick up a relic and I feel like I can I can do what I want with it. Like I I can just I don't and that's I'm not thing. like worried about the finish right now and and all that. I think I think I watched that video. Yeah, because he was like. I feel like if I have a relic guitar and I, it, you know, bangs on the ground or somebody, you know, knocks it over, I go, hey, that ding, it doesn't matter, you know. Right. Um, I got, I have two strats that I reliced, okay, um, and they're both Squires. Uh, the one that I showed you today, upstairs, yeah. I I reliced that. Um, it was a, it was an inexpensive, you know, it's a parts caster. Uh, essentially, I mean, it even has a Epiphone tuning key in it on it on the very, you know, the I think it's on the D string. No, I lied. It's the high E that in it. So it's a gold, you know, a tuner because that's I all I had. Noticed at the time. that the, the one tuner was gold and yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I just was like, you know what? It's a parts caster. It fits. Right. Fuck it. I'll try it. And I love it because it's unique. Um. I don't know. I think I, I think your guitar 
and a lot of the Les Pauls are so beautiful that I'm afraid to bang them up. Okay. Right. Um, whereas when Fender was using the nitro celly, uh, the nitro cellulose paint, or I think that's how you say it in the sixties and the seventies and stuff, that paint would just rub off and fall off the body and, you know, it would nick easy and stuff. And I really like that, but now they went to that polyurethane right? and it's really hard to ding up, you know, a, a strat. So you get guys like me that relic the shit out of them. And I don't know. I just feel different because I feel different picking up that guitar than I did with my 70s Strat, you know, because the 70s Strat is still in really good shape. Um, There's not a ding on it, I don't think. Uh, The only thing I did was kind of sand the neck a little bit because I don't I don't like uh, a, a high gloss neck in the back. So that's just me. But no, I totally. I don't know, that. man. It's so funny that like, um, it, it's, it's it cracks me up that like most of this stuff is is for, is just so other guitar players will will notice, you know, like because your average person couldn't tell you the difference between a, a Fender, a Squire, a Epiphone, you know, a Gretsch. Like they sure, unless you're into guitars, you, you have no idea. You just see somebody up on their uh, up on a stage playing, and it you know just it looks like a guitar. You don't even really think twice about it, but. We yeah. think about every single little piece and part of it that you know that nobody else cares about. It's it's weird. It's almost like we're it's almost like girls getting dressed up for so the other girls can see them dressed up, not for you know the person they're trying to attract. You know, it's it's, it's yeah. kind of that that way that mentality. No, I I think you're right. I mean, I like a huge part of me is like I got to go get a Paul Reed Smith, <laughs> but then there's that part of me that's like if I had. 600 bucks or whatever and i could find that or like uh uh you know a mexican telecaster or uh, you know um a jazz master or something like that i would probably just because i'm such a fender whore yeah. you know um or a gnl uh you know something like that just to i would probably go with that even though that paul reed smith is probably top five of the nicest guitars that I've actually sat down and in depth played, you know, not just messed around at a, uh, um, not just messed around at a, a music store or anything. Right. It was, it was that damn good. You know, my dogs are barking. I apologize. It's all right. Uh, the family must be coming home from book club, but uh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I am. I uh, I was a little worried. I I didn't want to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> well, my love, you did. You never disappoint me. No, it was. It was. It's a brilliantly made guitar. It's a brilliant design. It is that perfect blend in between a Les Paul and a Strat. Um, and now they're howling. Can you hear? Oh them? yeah. <laughs> yep. There must be sirens. They do this. Uh, I apologize. Now it sounds like I live in an animal shelter. You know, um, the the thing is, our one, uh, our little pit bull, um, Jovi, she can't howl, so she's the one going. You know, she's the one that makes that noise. So it's like a goat yelling at a herd of cows. You know. Um, all right, let me 
Okay, they stopped, so I don't have to yell at them. All right. But uh, no, it's they went above and beyond with the gig bag. Yeah, I like that gig bag. It's pretty nice. I got it hanging up right there. It's got a hook. It's got a great hook, you know? How ingenious is that? Yeah, I, I my wife found that. She's like, what is this? And she pulls out. She's like, what's this hook for? And I was like, oh. It's for <laughs> killing people. <Yeah. laughs> That's my maimen hook. Put it back. <laughs> No, I uh, I really think um, I think I would buy one if I could not have it with birds. I, I just man, I don't and look. I know people love that. I just don't like it. I have no problem with the birds. Actually, I kind of like the birds myself. But what I don't like is um, when you get I can't even maybe is it, is it a hummingbird that like always does the intricate necks with the yeah and, and you how do you know where you are? I guess if you're, you know, you can afford one of those, you know, you probably can probably already know, you know, know the neck without looking at it. But I, I wouldn't know where I was at, yeah. you know. Yeah, I um, that what it, I think it is the Gibson Hummingbird that does that um, with the uh, vine. Yeah, that whole vine wrap. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm more of a traditionalist. Uh, I just like a. A normal-looking guitar. Um, I get it. It's Paul Reed Smith's thing. I don't think I. You know, I know I. I keep saying. I don't know if I'd get it because of the birds. I think if like I sat down and I played it uh, in a music store, or you know, I found one on Marketplace or something, I'd be like, God damn, I gotta have one of these because it is really, really nice. It's a beautiful guitar. I just, I don't know. I, I think I would still, I didn't realize how low of output um, those humbuckers were until I plugged in that 70s Strat. And it was considerably louder. Yeah. And it might be how I have the, uh, it may be how I have the pickups, uh, you know, the pickup height set on that guitar. I like that guitar to be a little bit brighter than some of the other Strats and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, would you what what do you think you think the uh the prs is the perfect blend of a guitar my my opinion doesn't really you can't take a whole lot of stock in my opinion like because i i don't have yes, you can. well i don't all i know is when i when i got it and I, I i took it out of the bag and everything i and I just just holding it, and and I I hit a G chord because you know that's what I always go to first, always. And I sure. was like, even with it out, without it plugged in, I was just I was sitting on the couch with it, and I was like, oh my god, this just sounds it sounds better, even with not amplified, you know. And it, it, and it just it felt sure. really nice in my hands. But as far as like like it, I almost get embarrassed like watching you play it because I'm like, man, he is so good. He can make that thing just sounds so nice and i'm just not there yet you know i i once had i had i was selling one of the les pauls that i had all right yeah and the guy came in and he sat down and he just started playing it i sat there and i listened and i was like god that thing sounds so effing good you know yeah and i told him if i could get it to sound like what you just did i would never sell it you know, he, it was something that he had, maybe it's my bias against him, you know, the, not him, but 
you know, uh, Les Pauls and stuff where I'm like, ah, I don't like them, but I keep buying them, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like me and cotton candy, you know? I hate cotton candy, but I can't go to a ball game without buying right. it, you know? But I, I literally sat and watched this guy play, and he wasn't like a brilliant player or anything, but I was like, God damn, he makes it sound good, you know? And it was just one of those things where I think he liked Les Pauls better, and I think inherently... If you find something that you like and that you're comfortable with, you're going to play the shit out of it, you know? Right. Um, and I could see you playing the shit out of that uh, out of that PRS and just, you know, wearing it out, you know? I mean, just, I could see that guitar. There with it. I will. But uh, like I said, I, I think I'm just I, too, dude, too new to this scene, you know? No, Woody, your plan from the from the last time you came over has improved. I don't know how you know, like what percentage I can say, but dude, it was unbelievable. Your your the clarity on the chords and stuff, and and your pick hand just got so much better. So I mean, you did phenomenal, uh, just in the in that short frame of time. That being said, I'm sure that your guitar teacher is trying to kill you. I think so too. My right. my wife and I were arguing about this. She's like, "Well, he just thinks that if you can, you know, if you can do it, you know, um, he's just he's trying to trying to, you know, like uh, she she thinks that he thinks that I'm good enough to to try these really hard exercises and stuff like that. And I don't mind trying hard things, but like I'm at a very weird place. Like I've been taking lessons for uh, a month." Like I've had four lessons, and I mean, granted, I started out knowing uh, what six, seven chords, but like, sure, I I, just, I need a little bit more remedial stuff. Like I, I need to, I want to learn, I want to learn to play songs. You know, like I don't, I get the finger exercises, and I do all my finger exercises, but I don't need to know the opening to Dream On right now. I want to know songs. I want to learn how to play. Um, the power chords and stuff like that. So I can, you know, play songs that I, that I grew up with and, you know. Yeah. And so you can wank around on the guitar. Uh, right. Listen, here's the thing. The bottom line is it's your money. You are paying him to give you lessons. And, and maybe I'm all wet on this, but I think you should be able to go in and say, I want you to teach me power chords. And if he's like, no, 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 not yet. I need you to do this. Just be like, no, I really just want to, I want to learn power chords. Yeah. You know, I want to learn how to play, you know, Back in Black or, you know, whatever songs you want to play. I think, I think he should be able to do that for you, you know? <laughs> I would hope. Um, I would and hope. I, like you said, you said it's always around dinner time and he keeps telling me how hungry he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly. I don't understand how, how he doesn't maybe then take 10 minutes. And eat a protein bar or something before it's, he starts it's teaching like, you. It's um, like 6 o'clock, or 6.30 is when my lesson starts. So, like, the person before me is walking out of there at, like, 6.30 to 6.33, you know, and, and I'm, wa I'm walking right in. You know, there's no... But if you wanted to be like, hey, give me a, a couple minutes while you get your guitar out and stuff like that, I'm going to shove a, you know, sandwich down my throat or whatever, I, I would have no problem with that, you know? Are you the last... I, Are you the last one of the day? I think I am the last one of the day, and um, 
not only that, like uh, they, when I was making the, the or scheduling these uh, lessons, they asked me if I wanted to change it to like an earlier time, and I said, "Well, no, I have to work, so this is when I can get there." So I, I think yeah. I think you know, and I'm, I'm paying like it's twenty five dollars a half hour, so I'm sure the music store gets half of that. So for that half hour, he's probably making thirteen or twelve fifty. And going, yeah, you know, for twelve fifty, I think I'd rather just be on my way home getting something to eat, you know. And I, I can't blame the guy, well, you know. I mean, but but well, no, I but but I can. Then make your last make your last fucking lesson at six o'clock. Then right, right, all right. So I I don't know. I mean, the way that the way he showed you Dream On, yeah, and had you doing it was kind of fucked up, unnecessarily difficult. Yes. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know I I look I'm not I don't want to I don't want to bash him he's he's probably a brilliant player probably yeah but if you're not getting what you want out of it I don't know maybe you find another place yeah so I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go that that route um because you're not clicking with him obviously right right I think he uh, I think he's used to teaching school age children you know yeah and like I, I, I have songs that I, I know I want to play. I have things I know I want to do. I, I would like to give the benefit of the doubt, but it's just it seems like every time there's you know there's this uh, it's weird. It's going to get expensive. Yeah, you know. Um, all right, quick question here then with uh, the boss katana and that guitar. That's such a cool amp. How did you like? God, that that amp okay. is awesome. You've See, got to talk like, to Melissa about that for me. They're all, they're like two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, I've reached my limit. For I mean, they are. A and I made a, I made a mistake Friday yet. night. She looked like she was, she looked like she was gonna just uh, cave at breakfast. Mm-hmm. I said, "What, what are we gonna have to do to get Woody another, <laughs> another guitar or an amp?" She was like, <laughs> "And she, listen, her heart, her her mind said no, but her heart." said yes yeah absolutely you need to get yourself a katana that thing is like the swiss army knife of amps that is very you cool can, you know record you can use it as a as a uh, usb interface for your guitar and stuff yeah how cool is that into the computer that's awesome dude it's fucking fantastic i don't know man <clears throat> and then the earthquaker devices plumes the pedal that i was playing right uh did you like the versatility of it I, I had no idea what you were doing. I just saw you flipping switches, turning knobs. I I really I I don't know what you were doing with that. <laughs> well, I think I want to do a review on that pedal. Yeah. Um. So I think it's going to have to consist of the thing I like about it is it's not a um, it's not a button that has to click. It's just you know it doesn't make a click right. at all. It's a soft touch button. I like that. And the LED light inside it is really bright. You know, it's like a little mini flashlight on an ant, on a uh, pedal. But I'd like to do a review on the plumes and um, shoot it out with, I got a couple different Tube Screamer pedals. Yeah. And I think what we ought to do is maybe I'll build a board and just put Tube Screamer pedals on it. Okay. Okay. And we'll pick the one that we like the best. Sounds good to me. Because I've got the... Uh, I got the New York Drive. I think it's New York Drive from Electro Harmonics. I've got the Plumes, and then I've got a Joyo 
uh, vintage, um, I think it's called Vintage Overdrive. And it's green and yellow. It's a it's their take on a tube screamer. And I had a Behringer one that I gave Michael. Um, but and and that one actually sounded fantastic. Uh, but yeah, maybe we shoot that out and stuff. And uh, I'll throw my uh, my my King of Drive on there too. We'll 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 add that into the mix. Hell yeah! All right, there we go. So, anything else before we get running? No, I think we're good. All right, I'm gonna get my final grade and then uh, we'll jump out of here. Uh, playability on that guitar, I give it a, a nine. I would have lowered it a little bit. It would have been a 10. That thing is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the looks 10 gorgeous, you know, um, sounds on it. I'd give it if, in humbucker mode. I'd give it an eight or a nine. Um, and then in single coil mode, I just wouldn't put it there. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, um, and the birds, I give a three. So other than that, man, I think you got yourself a hell of a guitar. I think for the price, it might be one of the best guitars in that price range. Yeah. Um, it was under a thousand, right? Yeah. With tax, it was nine ninety one, I think. Okay. So here's the thing. I mean, if you take it from the seven hundred to a thousand dollar mark, I think you might be hard pressed to find a nicer guitar um, right because you're obviously you're, now i mean your strat that's you now you're talking like 1700 bucks right that that strat of yours no no no. it's um no it's a mexican oh um, is it i thought it was i think i got it i think i got it for 550 or something like that but it was years ago yeah um brand new and i know like i don't remember no you know what i got that in a trade i'm sorry oh, really? i didn't yeah I, I bought the 72 reissue Telecaster um, for, I think, 550 or 650 Okay. And I got that in a trade. That's it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't... I know prices of Fender guitars have gone up, and they're a little ridiculous, but the gap they've closed from the Squires to, uh, to a Fender is not that much... Not, that huge of a jump anymore yeah i got a couple squires i freaking love them i gig with them you know uh i think they get yeah, a bad man. name i really do i i think that they do their quality went downhill a while back but now they're starting to get you know um they're starting to get better and they're kind of the equivalent maybe even exceeding uh epiphones to gibsons you know yeah squire is you know the epiphone uh, but it used to be you could say it was the Epiphone, but it was the eh, eh, starter pack Epiphone, right. you know? Because um, I've played and I've had a bunch of Epiphones. You know, I've had a couple different hollow bodies and, and some Les Pauls and stuff. I love my ES, that Epiphone Dot. It's an ES-335. Oh, my God. You'll have to play that yeah. uh, one, one of these days. But, uh, yeah, oh, God, yes. I love And I got a story about that guitar. For another podcast but um no man you got yourself a hell of a guitar i would have stole it had it not had the birds on it so oh good thing then good thing so all right man anything else no that's a, that's about it all right i we just wanted to pump out a, a quick show about woody's guitar quick show we're going you into know, 40 um, minutes <laughs> that's the thing I, I just looked at the time and i'm like holy shit man i have talked a lot so i apologize but I was pretty damn excited and had a lot to say about the uh, 
about the Paul Reed Smith. All right, so as as always, you can uh, contact us at uh, the 12th Fret Podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram, the 12th Fret Podcast, Facebook, the 12th Fret Podcast, podcast. That's basically what it is right there. That was uh, that was the worst parrot <laughs> noise in the world. But anyways, man, until next time, I appreciate breakfast. It was good. And I had a great time today. So Me too, man. Peace. All right, see ya. See you, buddy.